four, three, two, one. Hi guys, kumusta kayo ami, mabuhay and aloha everyone. My name is Chachi, one of the hosts and the founder for Reclaiming Filipino Identity. On this podcast, it is our season three, episode one, our very first episode, and I'm so stoked for you guys to hear and meet this great and amazing person that I have on this podcast for you guys today. Long story short, he is someone who I met recently this semester from Philgrad Manila. So this podcast was actually interviewed uh, somewhere around May and I thought it was really fitting to upload this for this season <laughs> and yeah so he is a PhD student in the College of Ed and he was born and raised in Hawaii and his name is Kenny Q I will not say the last name because I don't know how to say it correctly and also because for privacy reason, I'll just say Kenny Q. And disclaimer, the audio for this podcast might be a little like laggy or funky or distorted in a way. And it was because of my Wi-Fi connection during that interview. Uh, it was going on and off. There was one mo- there was a moment in the podcast where it would go in and out, like exit, and then answer the meeting again so just to save you guys this time i just wanted to say like that's a uh, disclaimer so the audio quality may not be as good but i hope you still are able to get his story and was able to truly grab him as a person so yeah hi kenny so yeah, hi, my name is Kenny. Um, I'm actually a PhD student right now in the College Education's Higher Education program at the University of Manoa. I am also a peer advisor within that college. That's my main profession right now. Um, born and raised in Hawaii from Alimanu. My parents, my dad's from Locosor, my mom's from Locos Norte. They met here in Hawaii. And I consider myself second generation Filipino American. Long story short, um, how do you consider your upbringing to make uh, to making you to be the person you are today? I grew up in Alimano. It was very a very military kind of town. Um, I grew up around a lot of military kids. Um, usually, not too many Filipinos compared to like Kalihi or Pahu area. <laughs> So, whenever I saw a Filipino around, we usually were friends or we hang out with each other just because our families knew each other, stuff like that. Um, I guess I would say that I grew up like any other Filipino American that was born here in the islands. Um, I didn't have too much connections or knowledge about the language because there wasn't really used with me, with my family. It was more my parents would speak it 
so I didn't really know much about my culture growing up in a sense. It was in American club and in college learned more about what it meant to be Filipino. But yeah, I guess um, that's my upbringing of my Filipino culture. Growing up, have you personally struggled with fully embracing your Filipino Filipino slash cultural identity? Definitely. I feel like it's really hard being second generation Filipino, even here in Hawaii, just because there's a lot of stereotypes about Filipinos. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to like ethnic humor, with like um, yeah. Frank DeLima, how when we make fun of Filipinos about being bookwork and stuff like that. And it was also hard um, growing up being Filipino in Hawaii, reading local literature. They always depicted Filipinos a certain way that was very harmful to, I guess, people growing up. A lot of times, I didn't want to identify as Filipino just because of all these negative stereotypes. I always try to tell people that, oh no, I'm more local than you know, the Filipinos that came from the Philippines. Just because of all these stereotypes of having an accent, um, stereotypes such as being uneducated, low income, working in like, on the hotel industry, the service industry. And it was also hard because I did feel pressure from my family too to not be Filipino in a sense. Um, a lot of times with colonial mentality, our people are taught to, we taught our children in a sense not to learn the language, to be as Western as possible, just so that they can succeed in this country. So I really felt that pressure within my home and outside in society, from two different angles. Just to start um, asking, you're, are you Mexico? Culture? Mixed culture? It's our full Filipino. I get that a lot. Um, no, I'm actually full Filipino. Both my parents are from their local region, so mm. full Ilocano mm. in a sense. But everyone always asks me that question. And I'm like, oh no, I'm just Filipino. I wanted to ask because I personally don't know you as well and I wanted to be um, understanding. What do I look like? I feel like I got like a couple common responses. Like, I get Mumbai a lot, um, which I might be because where my dad's from in the Philippines, there are a lot of Indians that live there. So there could be a chance. Um, but yeah because sometimes um, that's important um, in telling our story um, to elaborate more how would you see yourself being filipino also being a locano um i think it's interesting because the whole idea of being filipino is pretty new in a sense mm. um with the whole like philippines and spanish colonization it's an interesting subject because I know that I have friends here who are Ilocano whose parents came here, I guess, or family came here before the Philippines was a country and they would say, oh no, I'm not Filipino, I'm Ilocano. 
And I think that really does play a lot with our regionalism back home in the Philippines about how like a lot of people would assist their region before they would assist their you know, this idea of being Filipino in a sense. Um, is I realistically, ideally, the whole idea of Filipino was in a way created by the Spanish when they came and united the islands all together. So I do understand where that comes from. But for me, I do identify as Filipino just because as the term for people from the Philippines and Ilocos is part of the Philippines. So I usually identify as both. I say I'm Filipino, but to be more specific, I'm Ilocano Filipino. To transition, uh, what does it mean for you to reclaim our Filipino identity? I think the biggest part is just to learn where all these negative stereotypes about Filipinos come from here in Hawaii. Like, when I was going to high school and in college, I didn't really know about um, the plantation era a lot and how a lot of the Filipinos that came here early on were young men and that's why there was a lot of negative stereotypes of Filipinos being um, I don't know if you're familiar with this term, but like no generations will say like choo-choo boys or they're like um, in a way they're criminals and sexual deviants. A lot of that stereotypes came from the plantation era and it was cool taking classes at UH Manoa and learning about why certain people depict a certain way. I guess um, for me, reclaiming our identity is understanding where those perspectives of us come from. And then I guess dismantling that and creating our own narratives, but also being critical of the narratives that are already created by other people about us. I agree with that. Um, because when it comes to identifying ourselves as Filipino, we have to keep in mind that we have been misidentified and there's so much burden with the representation that was given to us that we need to continue to keep looking back at where we're from, especially through our ancestors, because that's the mm -hmm. ultimate um, key in trying to redefine and reclaim our own culture. Definitely, and I do agree that we have to be the one that has to define it ourselves. Um, the greatest source about our culture, our language, comes from us, from our community, from our ancestors. And it's time for us to tell our own story and not stay in the side and just, you know, take these stereotypes. For you, um, how, how would you say was the first time you were involved with your culture. When was the first time? I was actually in my high school. Um, I went to Radford High School, which is here in Salt Lake. I joined the Filipino club just because I wanted to know more about what it meant to be Filipino. Um, and they did all these like cool activities about learning about the culture. Eventually, my senior year, I was president of the Filipino club. <laughs> and honestly, it was that. And one of my I guess a big person that really helped me discover my identity more was the Filipino advisor. Her name was Miss Campbell. And she really um she really brought, I guess, opportunities for Filipinos at Radford to learn about their culture. She taught Ilocano um as the after school class. So I took it 
I learned more about the language and some of our customs and our culture. You can go back when you were 12 years old. In relation to my Filipino culture, mm-hmm. or in general, when I was 12, I really felt my parents' um, colonial mentality really influenced me in a way. I was very, oh, I'm still very dark. I'm, I'm very dark-skinned. I'm one of the more darker ones in my family. and. I always like hated being dark because I always get made fun of, and I was always get made fun of by people that I love. You know, my own family members would be like, "Oh, you're so dark," and they would try to like, um, you know, use papaya soap or do this, do that, so you're more light skin. I would probably tell myself that you know, it's there's nothing wrong with being dark. It's just who we are as Filipinos, being brown, mm-hmm. and that what my family is saying to me isn't because being mean, but it's a lot of colonialism, imperialism, a lot of things that affected our people a long time ago that create this mindset that we have to be more light-skinned looking, more Western thinking, and that. You know, maybe I don't understand right now. Now, I'm a twelve-year-old, but later on, as I get become an adult, it becomes more prevalent and obvious that it isn't because they're being mean to me, but it's because they're being affected by this generation. And now that you are at that age, you begin to see and learn more about who you are and also your culture. What advice would you give? To the next generation of Filipino Americans, I feel like my advice to the next generation is to look for the role models, look for the Filipinos in the field of studies you want to be. Look at for them and let them be your inspiration. Um, and if you don't see any role models out there, then become that role model so that future generations of Filipinos after you can look up to someone and say, hey, if so-and-so did it, then I can do this. I feel like compared to when I guess I was growing up, there wasn't a lot of Filipino role models, a lot of Filipino, I guess, um, influences in mainstream society. But nowadays, it's crazy. We have influencers like Bretman Rock. We have ube being popular in mainstream American dishes. We see more Filipino cuisines and restaurants popping up. I feel like it's a really good time for this generation to grow up being Filipino. I hope that we can continue that as Filipino Americans. We can continue making more, paving more roads for next generation. And I totally agree with that. Um, I feel like now, as we are getting closer, as we are the digital age, and through this quarantine, as people are getting on social media more often, they get to see the different types of Filipinos out there, and it makes them question their identity. And that's something that our our old generation has had a hard time. Yes, that's so true. And the more that we represent ourselves, the more better it is. Because definitely, the Filipino American experience throughout this whole country is different. For example, the way Filipino Americans experience living in America in Hawaii is totally different from Filipino Americans living in the East Coast, living in California. So it's good that 
we have people like you who create these cool IG um, accounts and spreading the word and sharing our own stories. Mm-hmm. And that was my whole purpose of doing because um, transferring to UH Manoa, um, taking the class, the IP classes, um, I really think that it's time for this generation to step up. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Um, and just to, I guess, close up, um, what is one thing that you wish you want to learn more about our Filipino culture? I really want to learn more about, um, I guess, the other cultures within the Philippines. I know working at Uchinoa, going at Uchinoa as a student, it was very heavily influenced on, you know, Ilocano, Tagalog culture. I really want to see a place for, you know, Visayan students in UH Manoa or Lumads or other cultures that are also Filipino, I think they should be also represented in higher educational system, especially in UH Manoa, since it is serving the public of Hawaii and Filipinos are one of the largest groups, second largest ethnic groups in the state. I think that's something I would want to see. I also do want to see more of our pre-Hispanic culture, if possible. I feel like we lost a lot, but we can also regain that and learn more from our ancestors that way. I also definitely would want to see more unity in one of the different Filipino groups and programs at UH Renoa and in the community. I feel that I don't know if you're familiar with the whole crab mentality in the Filipino community. Yeah, I just wish that I want to see us, especially maybe the younger generation, I want to see them work more together, get rid of this crab mentality that the older generation has. I want to see the, I guess, the younger generation unite more, work together just to improve our community and get rid of that mentality that the older generation may have. It's funny you brought that up because um, I have been trying to get the, the, the Filipino clubs on UH Madola to together to work together, especially Katipunan and Tintuyug because they've been separated and I feel like it's time to put them together again because I, it's one of the key things for, uh, for the many Filipino students to see that there is different um, Filipinos out there and also to step up other representation of our Filipino culture. Definitely, I do agree with you 100%. We did have a club before that was, uh, I guess, an overarching Filipino club. But through time, we kind of get our own separate thing. So that would be good if one day that should be a thing. I, I used to be in Katipunan too, one of the officers. And yeah, it was really a challenge working with one another. Even though we're in the same, it's weird because we're in the same department. We work in the same offices, but it's always feels like they're divided. And it'll be good if one day they can come together, work together as Filipinos. To end things off, I wanted to ask a little fun question now, um, which is what is your favorite Filipino food and what is your favorite Filipino word? 
interesting. I really, really like um, chicken sisig with like the jalapenos on it and the mayonnaise. That's like my favorite Filipino food. Um, Filipino word? That's that's hard because I don't know. I think Filipino is such a beautiful language in general. I like how like they have double meanings to a lot of things. Um, but that being said, I think I would share the word mahal. I like that word the most because, you know, it can mean um, love or it can mean like expensive or it can mean like you're expensive to me or you mean a lot to me. I think just that double meaning is really pretty about our language. That wraps up Season 3, Episode 1 with Kenny. Thank you guys for listening in for this podcast and honestly very grateful for all of y'all like supporting and like just keeping up in the daily instagram and if you guys have like a suggestion or like you guys want to add in stuff feel free to leave a voice message on anchor um the link for it was in my instagram bio of at reclaiming filipino identity provided in the link tree and with that said if you guys want to like participate for this platform like you can you can write a blog post all you need to do is email us a pdf or a word document and email it to reclaiming filipino identity at gmail.com and with that, the only world li- word limit is 500 to 1,000 word max. Yeah, if you want to add pictures to it, you can. Hand drawn. And if you're getting it from the web, don't forget to sign it. But yeah, as always, thank you guys for listening. And see you guys for the next episode. I am really stoked for the future coming for this podcast. But yeah, again, salamat. And... Mahalo. Bye.